We're, we're recording this in a new, slightly less echoey. Very less echoey. Very less echoey. It's still quite creaky. <laughs> studio. Um, I brought the creaky leather chair with me to the new studio. Exactly, you've moved into this new place. Uh-huh. Is it any good? It's quite a good studio, don't you think? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll do. This is episode 85 of podcast at rumdoings.com. At rumdoings. <laughs> yeah. And the topic today is. How I've got a full belly. Is that not the topic? No. The topic today is who will stand up for our endangered 100 watt British light bulb? Who will, Nick? Who will stand up for it? Don't you dare answer that. No. The banging is caused by people trying to break into the studio to come and kill and Well, no, it's... uh, Tell the truth, Nick. It's uh, since I've moved studios. Yes. I've obviously had to bring my prisoner with me. Yeah. And so we're just building the new... The new shelter, cells. the shelter, as we shelter <laughs> cell. Let's be honest. Yes. Um, it's been built as we speak. So yes. ready to imprison him again. Uh, it'd be good, good build, proper building codes, health and safety, and all that. You know. Y- yes. Good. So he's cu- he's currently being kept in a rabbit hutch in the garden. Oh, I see. I thought it was a rabbit. You know, it's clever. <laughs> it's good w- wordplay there. Yeah. <laughs> How are things? Oh, you know, you know, tired, busy. Some days before you become a kept man, a prisoner. Presuming this goes up a marriage. tomorrow, yes. it'll be nine days. Yes, and are you looking forward to that fateful afternoon when you say, I do? Do? That's what I'm going to say. I do? I do, do. I guess. Maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. A little while. Uh, no, I'm not looking forward to it at all. It sounds awful. Well, I assume that Laura's very stressed at the moment. Well, yeah, I think we're you know we're both very tired and lots. And Laura's doing most of the work, and so she's very tired. And I, you know, mm. you know how it is, Nick. You've done it yourself. Yeah, You've well, what, been married. What is the most stressful? Remember when you were married? Yes. What's the most stressful thing about it? I wasn't too stressed by it. That's what I'm sure Victoria was, though. I, I did very little work. Yeah, exactly, skipping yeah. along in the background. Yeah. Um, most stressful thing. Well, we we moved house the day before we got married. Yeah, she was very good. clever. Yes. The, I guess the thing that's I mean, Laura should be answering these questions really because she's the one who's getting stressed most mm. of the time. I think what I find stressful most is just not being in full control of everything all the time. It's like on the day itself, we have to rely on everyone else. Yeah. Um, we can't just take over and make sure it happens. That's quite stressful. You won't really remember much of it. Do you think? Is it like a car crash? It's, yeah, so... Oh, it's come back to me in weird dreams. Over yeah, exactly. It'll, have, it'll be a pastiche of images flashing before you, but uh-huh. you won't remember it as a coherent narrative stream. <laughs> That's a shame. Are you going to film it for us on your say Great. Do you want me to? I would love you to. Okay, well, I've got to go and get some more film then, but yeah, okay. I, will, I will film black and white, I think, because, you know... Victoria you. says you also have a decent HD camera we could use. Might, but I don't know if I'll let you have it. Oh, I um, won't actually have it. I just want to use a stick it on a tripod and film the. Nonsense. I thought you already had the camera to be stuck on the tripod. No, I don't know. I couldn't. I can't keep up. You can't. No, this is very interesting. You're just it? a fat, sad, bored old man waiting for the rest of his life to end. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Just gotta don't care about whether we film it or not. Yes. I really don't care whether we film it or not. I'll, I mean, I'll be there. I don't need it filmed. Well, exactly. And, and all you need is uh, three and a half minutes of silent black and white footage. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if you can't fit it in that... Sorry, am I boring you? Oh, get, I just, you answer quietly. We don't need to acknowledge that this happens. I do. I'm very tired. Why? Because I work 
very long hours. <laughs> in your coma. <laughs> I was up till two working this morning. Playing video games up till two in the morning. I really wish my job were playing video games. It I is. I really do. Let's be honest, it is. It is you play video portion. games and then say whether you enjoy them or not. It's a portion of my job. But if you look at the content that I write, most of it isn't I have been playing this video game all day. Like when I came off a week, came back off a week's holiday. I say holiday. I was moving house, wasn't it? It was a holiday. It was a house move oh, holiday. A house mustication. I feel so much better for that holiday. Yes. Um, I put on Twitter. Oh my goodness! I have to work again. What is it I do now? Yes. Or something like that. And people replied, just saying, you write, you play video games and write about them. Yeah. I wish that were true. In reality, you're down the asbestos mine exactly. every morning. Exactly. They're yes. mining for talcum powder. Yes. Day in, day out. So what do you do that isn't playing games and writing about them? It's researching and investigating and talking to PRs and interviewing and transcribing and... uh, Nobody told you to do this. No, it's great. It's not a bad job. I mean, oh my goodness, I'd rather be doing that than most other things. But it's not... If it were just sitting around playing video games all day, what a job that would be. Think what Laura has to do all day. So she has to sit around playing science games. Torturing animals. No, she doesn't. She tortures humans. Oh, right, she's torturing humans now. Just so the company in the office is oh, being in the office with those. It must be Enough. awful. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Still, you'll be married soon, uh-huh. and you'll have to spend the rest of it. Actually, with you, it's the rest of eternity, isn't it? It is the rest of eternity. No, apparently not. I was asking about this. Some people seem to think that marriage doesn't continue into the afterlife. You better hope. <laughs> I mean, Laura's great. I really love her. And but forever and ever. I'm really ever excited ever. to spend my life with her. But, but, but your my, life with her. My life with her. I mean, like, I'm, what, 33, nearly 34. So I'm so probably you... going to live to 80, 85. Yeah. <laughs> <So> that means... <laughs> oh, screw you! I'm not that fat! Um, that's an average life expectancy. For men, it's about 70 years. Not, not, not for our generation. Oh, it's probably a bit... More... We're, up, we're well up now. Are we? Oh, right. yes. Okay. Um, and so I've got about 50 years. Yes. With her, that's a very, very long time. And look, you're, you'll still be friends in heaven. Exactly. You, as, as you go, to, as you go, as you go to play tennis in, uh-huh. on the cloud, you say, "Oh, hi, Laura. How are things?" <laughs> Do you think it will be a bit awkward? Because like, we'll have been married for fifty years. We both died. Yeah, but as she, angels, she's lived an extra couple of years. As angels or spirits, or whatever, you don't have genitals, so you, right. it's not like there'll be okay, there'll so be that sort like of jealousy. latent sexual yeah. confusion. No, exactly. You'll so just I be imagine, in bliss with I each other. People get divorced and they say that they're still friends. I imagine that must be. I mean, you spent a lot of time, you know, in in private, intimate situations with this person, and you're still friends. How do you align? How is that line in place? I just don't want to be going through that for a Do you think people mean that, though? No, I doubt. When they say we're still friends? What they mean is we, we haven't got active plans to kill one another. We don't take each other to court every week. Yes. Um, yeah. We can, we're polite when we like speak to the children. Apparently, Lenny Henry... And Dawn French, yes. an amicable divorce. That's good. An amicable amicable meaning friends to reference. That's, that's no, right. Yes. A friendly little divorce. She, she was like, I, she was delighted to find out that he was having affairs. Yes, and with just the sorts of people whom she claimed he, to which he wasn't attracted. He is doing a very bad job of defending stereotypes, isn't he? Going yeah. after thin blonde women. Yes, exactly. He's meant to be attracted as a, as a black. Well, as she told to him, as she kept saying, as she kept saying, that's what the stereotypes. She actually said he comes from a big Jamaican family, uh huh, and you know they like the bigger woman with the bigger booty, uh huh, and of course he went after blonde stick insects. That's right. Oops. 
oopsie, thereby proving that stereotypes are there to be... Maybe he was just trying to prove a point to her. So, no, yes. Dawn, I'm going to be running after all these ladies and have affairs with them, just to show you... I hope she's learned a very valuable lesson. Yes, I'm sure she too. But Jennifer Saunders, Saunders is still married to Adrian Edmondson. How's her little cancer going, I wonder? Oh, did she have a little cancer? She had a little breasty cancer-y oh, wine cancer. Oh, a little pet cancer. A little, little cancer pet, yes. Oh, she seems okay, isn't she? When last I like that she's married to Aid Edmondson as well. I think that's a good thing. But it's also a bit silly. Is it silly? Yeah, it's a little bit silly. I like the comic strip peeps from the early 80s. It's good. Mm. Obviously, Dawn French should be married to Rick Mel, and then everything in the world would have been okay. Well, maybe if she That's had. where she went wrong. Rick Mel wouldn't have gone insane and. Let me remind you. Crushed his head with a motorbike. Let me remind you that Rick Mel also pretended to be Adolf Hitler in that advert against the European integration. I really want to do a big yawn. Can I do a big yawn? <sighs> yes, you are. Good. He did, didn't he? He was like. He was, it turns out Rick Mel's a loony. Anti-European nutjob. God knows what he is. Although now you see, you see they were right. They were right. Europe's falling apart. That's true. Well, that is interesting in that we were both very much in favour of joining the euro, mm. and it does seem like that would actually have been a mistake after all. Which well, is a weird. Thing it's to difficult admit. to see what would or wouldn't have been a mistake because one doesn't know what would have happened without it. True. And what would we have made a difference for us to put Yeah, exactly. In it who knows? Who knows what will have been. I imagine that if... Doris Day is still alive, bizarrely. Yes. We yeah. are flitting today. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, hence what will have been... I see. Hence Doris Day, who sang it. Who else is still alive? Um, Pat- sh- Patrick Moore, of course. We should do a podcast dedicated to people who are still alive. Oh. Still alive. <laughs> very good. I am very good. Very good. Well Patrick, Patrick Moore. He is still alive. Which is surprising. Yes. Are there any other surprises? I was surprised to hear that Robert Robinson had just died a few weeks yes, ago. Yes, I was very annoyed that no one told me. I think that's the kind of thing that I should have just been telegrammed to my house. And you know, you know Bob Holness. In fact, you, Bob Holness isn't dead, is he? No, but he, no. he had strokes. Did he? So he's a little oh. bit of a vegetable. When Robert Robinson died, do you think they said, "Are you okay?" Do you think he went, "No," nope. <laughs> and then caught, <laughs> "No." Yeah. I love Robert Robinson on Brain of Britain. Ned Sheeran isn't alive. Is he not? He is alive. He is. Are you Are you serious? I don't know who's alive and who's dead. Ned Sheeran died some years ago of really? twinkle toes, yes. Oh, yes, he did, didn't he? That's why Clive Anderson now does... Um... Yes. Did he not stop to wonder? Yeah, I just don't... Well, who else... Who? Okay, well, who? who isn't... Try and surprise me about somebody who's dead who should be alive or vice versa. Um, Ken Dodd, he's still alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Richard Whiteley still always comes as a bit of surprise. Yeah, he's not there. As far as I'm concerned, this is a big fake thing. This is like Elvis. He's yeah. alive somewhere in, in Vegas. Not in Vegas. You never really be alive. In uh, Wet Wang. Wet Wang. Be <laughs> well and alive in Wet Wang. Do you think Americans find it funny that we have a town called Wet Wang? I hope so, because I find it funny. True. True. Um, I miss Richard Whiteley. He's a missed presence, and let's be yes. honest, Des Lyman was no replacement. Oh, but the new guy is very good. I say new guy, he's been it for a hundred years now. He's really, really good. Who is he? He's some bloke off of Sky Sports football really? thing. It's funny. And he's like a doddery old dope, just like Whiteley was, and he does a perfect job. It's funny, because people thought, oh, well, the old people like Des Lynham, and he's yes. an 80 fan. And then he came and his true colours were revealed. He's quite a cold individual, I think, when right. when push comes to shove. Do you remember? That didn't work at all, did And then it? they tried uh, Des... 
O'Connor. Again, he's still alive. He's still very much still alive. Mm. He doesn't appear to have aged in the last 8,327,624 years. Do you know who else have aged in at least 20 years? It's Malcolm uh, McDowell. Oh, really? Look, Malcolm McDowell was the same white-haired old man in the, in the 80s as he is today. Good he heavens. is just frozen in time. Yes. Extraordinary. Do you know who, sh- who I'm surprised is still alive? Uh, Michael Barrymore. Oh yeah, I had to pause a minute to give it really well. I think I could convince, I could have convinced you that he died. In his swimming pool. That's right. After buggering the boy with a lamp post. (laughs) Is that what happens? Yes. It's an extraordinary revelation. The lamp post went right through him. A big kebab stick. (laughs) That's not. I tried to throw throw him into the pool and pull out the lamp post, but it didn't work. It's very sad. This is a very sad story. (laughs) It is. Still, he was exonerated by not being exonerated. <laughs> Who else is still alive? Uh, Bella Emberg. Is she still alive? Yes. Oh, good. I'm pleased. But is Russ Abbott still alive? Yes, he... Russ Abbott is, in fact, um, playing somebody soon. Russ Abbott is going to be playing Tommy Cooper in a BBC Four panel. Oh, right. So now it all makes sense. Yes, it does. Yes. Suddenly when you hear that, now it makes sense for him to be alive. <laughs> oh yes, that role probably did need to be played. And what, is just... he, what is he doing? I don't know, because he doesn't have the Russ Abbott show and all that sort of thing. Exactly. Oh, well, Ronnie Corbett is, is, is alive and is st- on a Radio 4 comedy. Oh, is that, is that, I heard him on something with, on 4 Extra with um, that awful Tarbuck woman, Lisa Tarbuck. Yes. Yes. What do you think of Ronnie Corbett? He's rubbish. He, uh, has he always been rubbish? I, guess, yeah, I assume so. Yeah, he does. I never really liked the two Ronnies. No, no, we're not drinking anything today, but what we are having... You gave me this little packet of sweeties. You're welcome, you can have those. It's, it's called Fireheads. Read all the information on the front. Extremsterke lacrischkule met salmiakpulver. Extremely strong licorice with... I don't know what that word is. With what? Well, Nick, you're just going to have to find out. By taking one of those out, popping it in your mouth. Shall I, shall I fetishise the taking out? Yes, please do. I'll bang the microphone with what I've taken out. Excellent. Okay. Oh, you enjoyed it. Describe what it looks like. It looks like rabbit dropping. Mm-hmm. Sort of that greeny, black, like, sticky... Like two, two rabbit droppings together, because it's yeah. too big for it to swap. Yes. Stuck together and rolled into a ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. It does look like pre-digested, once digested grass. Yeah. Go on, pop it in. You know that I'm not. Oh my god! <laughs> Didn't even last ten seconds. When I said Samiak, well, I said that's is that something to do with salt? It can't be. That's that's take the taste away with one of the other ones. That's saltier than the Atlantic Ocean. Taste, take the taste. Well, there's away. another sweet. Now read read the packaging for this one. Oh, I don't like the way I can't even remember which country I got this on. Th- it might have been Sweden. Jung or, or Norway. Oh, I think it was Norway. Jungelvrail original. Let's see if I can make head nor tail of it. There's a laughing no, monkey on the cover. A racist monkey. How is he racist? A racist monkey. Okay. Monkey's being racist. Look. Right, shall I eat one? Yes. With fervour. More salt. It's saltier than the other one. <laughs> John. <laughs> Just as well, I was reading the Cochrane Report meta-analysis yeah. um, of people who drastically cut salt to lower their blood pressure. 
Mm-hmm. Lowers your blood pressure by about one point at most. Yeah, what is all this fuss about salt? It seems very it's silly. All the scientific evidence suggests that salt is doesn't do much unless you have kidney problems already, in which case you already know about it. If your kidneys are working, your body just gets rid of the salt in your wee-wee and in your sweat. So eat as much salt as you want, really. Same with saturated fat. No problem with saturated mm-hmm. fat. Only problem is with sugar. And um, I think, Nick, you have to keep talking. I do. Well, I don't see the men building the cage. I will. I mean... So John Walker's gone off and he's he's speaking to gentlemen who are saying mate and he's pretending to be of them I think he might have even dropped a glottal as far as I can hear Yes, that glottal has been stopped Now he's pretending to laugh with him I wonder whether he's going to be inviting them out to the pub later on This area's got a terrible pub, it's got no windows and it looks like the sort of place where you'll be beaten up if you suggest that occasionally you um, aren't racist. Hi. Hello. Hello. What were you saying horrible things about me? Yeah. What yeah. were you saying? I was just saying how lovely you are. I didn't fix the internet when I was down there. No, you didn't. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. I am quite the idiot. They're finished. Mm. It's all built. Excellent. So you're going to be... Oh, when we finish recording this episode, I'll transfer him. Drag, drag him from the hutch? Well, I'll knock him unconscious. Yeah. Unless he struggles. Oh yes, he does. I'm surprised he's still got the strength. It's really impressive. What do you feed him? Salt. Well, that proves it. Exactly. Yeah. Still alive. There you go. Despite all this stress mm-hmm. and salt, and occasionally I think you you throw him like the the occasional leftover whatever Dexter's killed. That's true. Yeah. And um, he survived quite well. So Dexter's gone outside the uh, last couple of days. Dexter, for those who don't know... How could... Who doesn't know? Is your... We don't explain what countdown is. We didn't say countdown. We're talking about all the British hosts of the show. We haven't even mentioned who's... Dexter is your stupid cat. But we explain who Dexter is. Dexter is your stupid cat. Here's my stupid cat. Look at this poor flaccid microphone. (laughs) Don't fiddle with it. It makes a horror... There you go. Good thing to do. I've deflaccinated the microphone. So, Dexter... Yeah, you kept him inside as you should. Two weeks. Being a good boy. Two weeks, which was, uh, yes, awkward. But he did very well. I'm very impressed. Are you proud of him? Very proud of him. And then you see, you, you're not proud of England, but you're proud of Dexter. I'm not proud of things that can't achieve things. I am proud of things that can achieve things. Like a, like a stupid cat. Yes. He what did, did he achieve? Well. He didn't go insane, tear the house down. He went straight back to using his litter tray for the first time in over two years. Properly, without little... Without any, any, no any mistakes. No boo-boos. No that we found. No boo-boos that we found. Um... Has a very strange thing when he does a wee, mm-hmm. he, he he wants to bury it. Scrape, 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 but scrape, 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 scrape. He scrape. scrapes the plastic side of the tray. Our cats do that as well, and he yeah. gets stuck there. Yes, our cats do so they become obsessed, and then his eyes just go blank. There's have, just nothing yes. there, yes. And, it's just, and you have to rescue him from it, or he'll yes. be there for the rest of his life. Yes. Just find his withered skeleton, the yes. paw stretched out at the plastic edge of the tray. The skeleton will still be going. <laughs> 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 Just from Uta memory. Yes. He's, it's, uh, yeah, it's really spooky when you get stuck in that place. I don't know. Our cats, have, it happens to them as well. They get very worried when they can't do the proper burying. But as soon as he's been outside, this tray's gone unused again, so he's obviously found a little poo hole. Good. A little place to poo. Probably in your next door neighbour's garden. There's also, I hope so. So uh, you go to the end of our crappy little garden thing. Awful, awful garden, yeah. Very exciting. You haven't even seen I it I notice how you say, ah. Interesting, you're already saying, ah. Well, of course I am. A bit presumptuous. Well, I hope she's moving. You're not married yet. Are you eating it? I'm trying. <laughs> He's eating it and spitting it out again. It's like a salt lick. Stop it, that's disgusting. Maybe I need salt. Actually, maybe I do need salt, because the other day I did a um, very hard workout. Yes. Um, and 
I'd, I'd had like yogurt for breakfast or something, and mm-hmm. then before I went, I'd had some unsalted nuts or whatever. And then I realised, as the sweat was drop, drip, dripping down my face into my mouth, there was no salt at all. Really? It tasted like mineral water. <laughs> so I you should have bottled it. So, yeah, but I have fresh Nick sprinkle. That, but that's so weird, isn't it? You know, usually you 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 know, get a bit of sweat in your that goes down. Mm. Your mouth. It's quite salty. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It was completely fresh water. There's something wrong with you? Well, it means I had very very low salt that day. Yes, which proves that's, you, can take, you can take the horrible taste away if you want. I've got I'd like to proper Altoids. I mm. found these in Moving House. Uh, wintergreen and cinnamon. Which would you prefer? I'll have wintergreen. These because it tastes a bit like root beer. These are the most delicious of all the sweets, Moving aren't they? Moving House. <laughs> you know what that's from? I don't know what that's from. No. It's from the Zingzillas album. Who are the Zingzillas, Nick? Is it something for children? Yeah. I'm gonna have a cinnamon it, album. They're singing Apes and Monkeys, John. Don't you know? That's racist. Why? Because the monkeys. Because apes and monkeys shouldn't miscegenate with each other. Exactly. They should, they should keep to themselves. <laughs> I hate it. It's disgusting. Mm. I think we should eat more on the podcast. I wonder if we should sit down for a meal. We did. As we record. We've already done that. No, we had that instant meal thing from Tesco. Mas- no, as to the smart price. As to smart price special. No, I think we should sit down for a full three course meal. Actually, no, we should do... Waited on by Victoria and Laura. Yeah, actually, that would be good. As and their should... duty is to do so. Yes, actually, she'll be your wife, and then she'll be obeying you, and then... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite a good idea. How are you getting do. on with Victoria and the whole obeying thing? She obeys my every edict. <laughs> she... yes. Can you give one example of that? Um... <laughs> no. No. Um... Still, but Laura being a good Christian, she will obey you. That's still. true. Victoria is a terrible Christian. Yes, she is. When you get married to her... To Laura? Yes. Will she be allowed to wear When trousers? do we swap, by the way? I think a couple of weeks. Or Just a couple of weeks? Yeah. Okay. When you get married to Laura, mm-hmm. um, will you allow her to wear trousers or will she only be allowed to wear dresses and pinnies? Um, uh, she's allowed uh, to bonnets. wear... Bonnets. Bonnets, of course. Of course, but she's allowed to wear dresses, full-length dresses, or mm-hmm. a full-length skirt and then a, a, a very modest top. Not flashy colours with... Um, oh, gosh, no. Nothing's going to attract attention. Certainly no cleavage or anything. Oh! Oh! No. Just the, just the thought of it has made you feel repulsed. A little bit sick. Yeah, good. But so, you've got that all in order. You've got the, the hair shirt ready. I've got her a smock to wear in bed. <laughs> a, be- a bed smock. A bed smock, indeed. That's no, fun to say. Let's not talk about landing lights anymore. No, let's not. Anyway, so I went to the doctor the other day. Oh yes, I'm excited to hear this because I genuinely don't know what you're going to tell the G, the GP. I'd had a blood test because at some stage they're going to be cutting this out of my throat. Oh yes, you're. And I had no blood. I had no blood panels on. These are hot. These cinema ones, by the way. I had no blood panel on file, so they asked to know, you know, what blood type am I? um, Mm -hmm. What are you? And uh, didn't bother looking. And it could be something important, like was it? Was the one that everyone needs? Oh, next rhesus monkey. Rhesus monkey, yeah, the one, yes, and. And so they did the standard test, and the doctor just ticked everything. I don't know why. And he also, he ticked um, blood lipids as well. Mm-hmm. And then a little letter saying, could you come in, please? Your cholesterol's a touch high. No! Uh-oh, that's, that's, that's very bad. This is your, this is your, I, it's fine to eat all fats that you want. Hold diet. on a yeah. moment, Mr. Okay. Walker. Yes, Mr. Mailer. So I went in, mm-hmm. and they, lo- and the, and the, quite a young doctor. Fortunately, not one younger of these, than you. No, about okay. the same age, but you know, not one of these sixty-year-old, the one who was a sixty-year-old, 60 year paunchy chaps who can mm-hmm. barely breathe, which the last guy who was there, <laughs> and and so he looks. He's going to offer you some Japanese. So so he so he, he loads his computer with the little graphs, mm-hmm. and he looks at the graph, 
says, his computer, eh? Yes. Well, it's come along, isn't it? Yes. You know, my, 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 my fasting glucose was fine. All that was very good and so on. Mm-hmm. And he looks... And total cholesterol is high. Yes. And he looks... And he was... He says, he says, oh, the computer has wasted our time again. <laughs> so, okay, what's it done? He says, the reason it's high is your HDL level. She's very high. HDL? There are... There are well... Cholesterol is transported about your body in two mm-hmm. ways. They, they're, they're called lipoproteins, because, of course, if you've ever put fat inside a liquid, it doesn't really move about. To the they're top. not big friends. No. So you've got a little cage. Right. They're called lipoproteins. Okay. Um, and there are two sorts of lipoproteins. There is a high-density one. Mm-hmm. Think, of the, think of it as a cannonball. Okay. And there's a low-density one. Think of it as a, um, a big clump of cotton wool. Now, the high-density lipoprotein, which carries around cholesterol, takes cholesterol away from your veins, and this is summarising it, and takes it back to the liver to be processed. So it's good. It's like a vacuum cleaner. Okay. So if you have, low, if you have high HDL levels, the higher HDL levels, mm-hmm. the better it is for your heart, the less likely you are to get atherosclerosis, which is the clotting up in the colon. And so I had, because of my high-fat diet... Mm-hmm. I have very high HDL levels, mm-hmm. which is the good cholesterol. Yeah. And normally it, it sort of double what's considered a good amount. And because it was off the scale, it had screwed up the the, the total cholesterol levels and had set up a little red light, warning right. light on this, their stupid computer, <laughs> uh, which then wrote to me a letter <laughs> and told me to come in and waste their time. And it said... My HDL levels are high, and my triglycerides, which are certain fats which are actually produced by carbohydrates, are very low. Right. And that combination means very good. Right. So, so if the computer had been clever enough to be able to look at those two things and not waste the NHS's time and money, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had to have gone in. So you tell me, please. Yeah, okay, I'm ready to tell Who you. writes these stupid computer programs, and why can't they do what a doctor can do and just sit there and say, yeah... So these two things mean that that one thing is irrelevant. It's Simon Scantlebury. Well, Simon Scantlebury's an idiot. Now, I'll tell you what else he tried to do. He then had to... I have to rescue the mic again. Get ready. He then had to print out something. We should just buy a new mic. He then had to print out something. Remember what we said last time? Oh, yes, the printer's fan. Yep. He tried to print out something. Yep. To send... To which I had to then give to the, to the reception. And, of course, the printer didn't work. And they printed it out on the wrong paper. <laughs> and it was going off the edge and so on. And we spent... Longer than he'd spent treating me or mm-hmm. speaking to me, the patient, trying to get his printer to work and do its stuff. Think about they could have fit in another patient. Yeah, yeah. And that sounds time. like a decent GP. It sounds like you had a decent GP experience. Well, in as much as he did the stuff that I already knew about, is oh, I see you already know. I see, yes, I know what an HDLR. I know I what I've heard of HDL. Stuff. Embarrassed, it wasn't taught to me at A level biology. There's HDL and there's LDL. LDL. It gets more complicated though, because LDL has. If, although it's low density, you get a kind of small, bullety, particulate version of it mm-hmm. and a kind of fluffier version of it. If you eat animal fats, the, you usually will produce more LDL, but it'll be the fluffier version which can't embed itself into your okay. um, corpuscles. If you eat um, oxidized vegetable fats and lots of sugars and so on, then the LDL is of more particulate sort which can get stuck in, can cause inflammation, and then that inflammation basically effectively scabs over, right. and then your blood vessel gets narrow. That's still not, and that's called atherosclerosis. Yeah, it's building atheromia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not too much of a problem. It's when something happens 
to that effectively little scab and it breaks off right, and then blocks trundles its way to trundles away and blocks the artery that's the problem that's what you want to stop happening oh I want to stop that happening you don't want it to be breaking off and trundling if if you do if you do yeah because it tends it tends to be that you know we don't want our heart to die we've only got one two testicles but one heart strange choice no very good choice because you know reproducing is better than surviving after you've reproduced good point so there we are I would like to have another heart though wouldn't it be good well, can you imagine Backup. the complexity of keeping them in sync? I oh, know, it's just the one that switched off into the other one, like a, like a backup. A failover, a failover. Yeah, exactly. You just fire it up. Oh, no, I just had a heart attack from primary unit. <laughs> there you go. And then it's like gets that steady, and then you know it's working. Yeah, lovely. Hearts are a bit spooky, though, aren't they? How are they spooky? Well, when you lie down, you can hear it, you think. This is the muscle oh, that's yes, constantly, true. constantly on all the time. When I was a kid, I had no idea what that noise was. I'd lie in bed and hear. You were stupid. Did you not think to ask? <clears throat> noise. And I had this idea of these this weird army of strange creatures marching across my bedroom floor that I would imagine from an How old were you? Sound. Fourteen, fifteen. <laughs> I did that joke. I don't know, like six. When did you find out? What did you ask? Somebody? I'm sure I eventually because it was you, you didn't hear it. You hear it in your head, wouldn't you? Sometimes mm-hmm. you get that mm, mm, in your brain rather than in yeah. your chest, and that's when I didn't know what that was. Oh dear! But you know what it's like when it's you know you're up late at night, nine thirty in the evening or something. Mm-hmm. Cause you're six, mm-hmm. and you're awake in bed, and it's, everything's terrifying. Where did you suffer from night terrors? No, no, I was. I, I had very, very active imagination, so I had all sorts of weird things that I imagined. I had lots of little rituals that kids had, like I had to get back to the bed before the toilet finished the main flush, or the witch under my bed would get me. Oh right. Um, so kids are like essentially just OCD sufferers with more imagination. But what's interesting is also you you try and then protect your child from seeing things on television, like you know horror films or whatever, mm-hmm. that will upset the children. So that they don't have those images in which to build yep. further upsetting experience. But apparently, so my parents, you know, apparently I'd, I'd seen some, by mistake I'd seen some horror. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't particularly worried by it because I knew it was imaginary. <laughs> However, yes. the nature documentary about wild dogs, oh, no. that got me for a year or something. I was scared <laughs> of the wild dogs. <laughs> So you can never you know, so hear a dog barking. Is it the wild dogs? <laughs> oh, so it shows you, you know, you can't really. Um, it's true. Oh yes, I predict I, I what's was going scared. to scare somebody. What I was scared of because I was a child, obviously the same as you in the eighties, was nuclear war. I was absolutely convinced that any second now, I was told well, by someone was. that Russia had enough nukes to block one half of the earth and America had enough to block the other half yeah. of the earth. So it's I was neat. absolutely neat convinced. Yeah, just, just enough. Exactly. I was absolutely sharing. Sharing the absolutely Sharing the burden. Any second now we're going to go into nuclear war. But everybody was a bit. But I was, I was ten. That's too much. Stop eating it. Have a nice sweetie even though the sugar in them for your fasting. Um, <laughs> I ate a whole very one. I'm salty. so proud of it. It is very soft. these ones, when you get to the middle, they release a little toxic goo of pure, even more pure evil. That's what's incredible about them. What the, uh, is it salt? No, or I don't know what it is. It's like it's, I think it's just toxic. A bit brackish. Toxic goo. Right. Very brackish. Mm. Um, yeah, I convinced my sister that, that we used to go for walks in this place called Newlands Corner, which is on the South Downs. I assume it's, they got rid of it now. Oh, no, it's still there. All right. Yeah. Um, and we, we went there, and I convinced my sister that they're wolves. 
in all the uh, werewolves, of course. Werewolves, yes, of course. In all the all the woods and around there, to mm. the point where she was terrified to go there. Twenty eight years old. Well, the, here's the thing. Yeah. She told me that she still has this weird internal, she's still worried about irrational werewolves. fear. Of, she knows they're not real, obviously. She's not insane, but she still has this freakish fear of woods because of this childhood memory of being so terrified of werewolves. I have no recollection of ever even mentioning them to her. So it's all your fault. But it's all fair. But she, what she used to do, she would go to the top of the stairs. And then push you down. <laughs> and laugh. Until you died. Until I died, and that's how come I'm a ghost. Yes. No, she would stand at the top of the stairs and then start crying. And going, ow, John, stop it, ow! And then burst into tears. Why, what did you do to her? Nothing. I was in, I'd be in my room just playing and doing that something. My dad would come up the stairs to find out what was going on. Catherine would be crying in her bedroom. And then I would be in trouble, not just for what I did, but for lying about it as well. Oh, that's nasty. I know. So she flipping around deserves the werewolves. And she apologised. Yes. Her. Does she remember that she did that? Oh, yes. <laughs> a little Machiavelli. But what, was it that she wanted something or she just was a bit bored and enjoyed I, I pulling your wings off? It, exactly. It lasted a, a few months, this chick. Until How did it end? Well, she got caught. How did it ah. She was in so much now, how, how, how'd you get caught on that? I think she was caught in the act. I don't really remember the details. So how would but, you get caught? Well, there, Catherine, I don't remember it. My sister remembers it in the... Because I, I swear she makes half these things up, but she says she remembers it that she did it when I was out or something like that. Oh, right. No, you couldn't have because he's not there. Exactly, that's yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Al, John's hurting me. Really? I just sent him off to buy some sugar. (laughs) Oops. Oh, she was a little uh, genius of of being mean, that girl. But then, don't talk about girls are terrible. Did I tell you how how I beat her at Boggle? How I beat her? I read read this, I wrote this, I read it. I wrote this in uh, an article in Eurogamer years ago, and they released some awful Boggle game. Sounded like Neurogamer. That would be an amazing website. Brain games. Let's launch Neurogamer. Okay. We'll be rich. Um, bog, you know Boggle, where you have the grid of 16 letters and you've got to spell words out with Boggins. Boggins. Yes, yes, indeed. And as you went through, at the end, if you had the same word on your list, you crossed them off and any unique words you had scored you a point. Mm. So um, what we would do is she would ask me how to spell a particular word as we were playing. How do you spell hat? Whatever. Yeah. And I would say, oh, it's H-A-T. But you shouldn't write, I've got that one now, so you shouldn't bother writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like eight years old just thinking of this purely evil way of cheating at a game cheating my little sister two years younger than sounded like she asking for help it sounded like she and deserved. there I was that's just one awful thing it to have done sounds like she deserved genuinely feel good so you haven't invited her to your wedding no, you? no of course not good. she's a bridesmaid is she and her son and daughter no hold on a moment what? look at the etymology of the word maid I know it's not very son good. and daughter son, I know it's a dreadful business yeah. um uh, her son and daughter, who are mates, will be playing. Will be playing the role. Well, I'm sure her son isn't a mate. <laughs> it's a set in, in in the essence of the word. Five years old. I hope he is. Um, so he'll be a little uh, page boy type thing. And have Sarah, you trained him? Three is going to be a flower girl. Will they be serving the cream teas? Is it? Visually? No, they shall not. I wish they would have trays of cream teas. Say, you look like <laughs> you look like you need two. <laughs> Uncle. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Uncle. They must have another one. No, I think they're only uncle. I think Sean's only got uh, sisters. Is it going to be a homemade cream tea? You're just yeah. buying job. You're not no, just buying homemade. job. Lots of scones. No, no. Our friend Laura has been another Laura has been working. How many Lauras? Oh my goodness! There's a Laura. How many backups do you there's have? There's a Laura doing the flowers. Laura, Laura one, Laura two, teams. Laura three, Laura four. Um, and I think there's a Laura being the bride. 
Ish, no, Lone, that was a Lana or something. Oh, a, a Lorna. Lorna, that's Lorna. right. Um, so the, the Queen Tea's Laura, Laura Kirkland, finance stalker, um, is she's been amazing. She has spent literally four, five months. It's not even like say, oh, Laura K. I don't know. Laura cooking, C. Oh, cooking C. up uh, batches of scones for us and then bringing them to church on a Sunday for us to try. And we go, mm, oh, it's a bit too salty. Or, or these I feel a little attracted to that kid <laughs> over there. So <laughs> that's right. It's not quite more bicarb. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's been perfecting this recipe for us. She and she's uh, she's making. I think I think she's making the jam. I'm not certain. She um, better be. And uh, can never be too sure for so long. And she's made bunting. We're going to hang dress up the room as like a crappy village hall. Baby bunting. Like a fair, like a Saturday I hope you've got uh, Union Jacks. No. In your bunting. No. Oh, you should have St. George's Cross bunting. No. Please, Please have St. George's. It would, be, it would be funny, but it's also actually my wedding day. <laughs> I don't really want it to be a big racist. St. George's Cross bunting. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's a beautiful bunting. She's hand sewn. Along with her cosmetic. Is it is a crybaby bunting? Oh gosh. Daddy's gone a hunting. <sighs> um yeah. So that's very exciting. Is it? Yeah, it is. Not that exciting. It's green teas are very exciting. Well the green teas is, I mean I hope you will have enough, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just who knows amongst the guests who need I mean, you you're actually having tea with the cream teas. Yeah. I suddenly had an awful image that you just have a little trestle table with scones and, and jam and... Cr- Hold on a moment. Plotted? <gasps> yes. I hope so. It better be. If it's squirty out of a... Oh, no, it's definitely I'm not, not bringing my daughter to this. I wouldn't. I would, be, I, I would understand completely. You just leave her outside. Yes. On the, on the driveway. Well, I assume where, where, where they leash up the dogs, there's probably a pole or something. I just That's leash true. Up yeah. out there. No bike yeah. rack. There's a, we've got a, yes, I bought a blackboard, which I'm going to have to draw the whole cream tea sign on. Good. Um, with the CTFP, no CTFP, yeah, CTFP yeah. logo at the top. The royal. The royal is it royal yeah. by Her Majesty's appointment? Yes. How exciting! It was necessary. It would be quite fun on all the wedding invites to have written by invitation of Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> yes, you could just do that. No one's going to check. Well, that's true. Uh, by order of Her Majesty. The Queen. I might invite her. I don't see why not. Mm. I wonder whether you you will get a pat response saying, that would be very Her Majesty funny. thanks you for invitation, <laughs> but is, sadly her engagements mean she is unable to attend. Or something like that. You <laughs> actually would get one of those. You yes. should. <laughs> Just say, Elizabeth Windsor, comma, Buckingham Palace, London. <laughs> Dear Elizabeth e, and Philip. E. Windsor. Dear Elizabeth and Philip, you're invited <laughs> to my wedding. <laughs> no children, please. Not your children. Oh, gosh, no. No ghastly children, please. Are we going to have King Charles? Mm. It doesn't seem likely, does it? King Charles the what? Fourth? I'm not. I'm very ignorant. I can't, remember. No, I can't Charles. remember which Charles we're on to. Yes. It sounds like when you have a King Charles, it sounds like we should go back to the old school ways, though, doesn't it? It sounds like there should be. Well, he will. Murderers, murderous intent, and beheadings, and a wild affair. Well, they've got the wild affairs covered, obviously. Mm. Um, and he doesn't believe in science. No. Hmm. It's not a helpful chap. So you think? Do you think there will be a King Charles? I don't know. I don't really care a lot. You're sovereign. I'm sorry. You don't care Stop. about. Well, you just keep putting this weird thing in and out of your mouth. I keep seeing if it's any less salty. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not going to get less salty. It doesn't, even though you. you yeah, but you, when you lick it, you usually think it will get less salty, but it doesn't. What about the sweet? <laughs> what are the mountains that you're really <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of those we still haven't read out. People are devastated, I imagine. 
They are devastating. You should come up with a new joke for next time, for after the wedding. For after the wedding. What joke should it be? Mm-hmm. Let me think. Something to do with the wedding? What did no. the bridesmaids say to the... No, no, no. I think it should be... It's good. It's a good joke. Well done. A good contribution to the podcast there. Podcast. What did... The... The caterpillar say... When... When he sat on a... What did the caterpillar say when the man was about to sit on him? No. No? No. What did the caterpillar... No, can we caterpillar's too obscure? No, it no. does offer a lot, yes. Okay, what did the caterpillar say when he went to the moon? Yes. Okay. What did the caterpillar say when he went to the moon? That is your assignment, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to take home with you. That's your homework this week. Yeah. Please bring in your answers to uh, Rum Doings next time. Oh, so hang on, so this is this is the one before. This is the week before. And we're going to one more. And we're going to sneakily record another one because I'm going to be way too busy next week. Yeah. Okay. And we'll have that one. That'll be the pre-wedding episode, and then we're going to just have to have a couple of weeks off. No. Why not? Oh, well, you're coming on to come to Chicago, are you? Yeah. Okay. Actually, why don't you record one with your friend in America? My friend in Chicago, Kimberly. Oh, Kim. Yeah, do do a, do a guest with her. Do, 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 do. do a record an American one. Why not? I'm sure, I'm sure she'll be prepared to sit with you and talk for 43 minutes. I doubt it. She didn't like me very much. Nor do I. No one really does. No. I feel like this one's done. Done and dusted. I feel like it's peaked. Dastardly. So, remind them of the joke. Uh, what, what did, did the, the caterpillar say when he went, went to the moon? moon? A podcast at rumdoings.com or at rumdoings. At Rumdoings is the worst way you can do this because we'll definitely lose them by the time what we get around to reading this out. But at Rum, uh, podcast at rumdoings.com or leave them as comments on my blog. What did the caterpillar which say? Which is uh, botherer.org slash blog. Or you can just go to rumdoings.com. Indeed, you can just go to rumdoings.com. In your web browser or your gopher browser. Yes. I don't think I've got it open on port 79, sorry. Oh, okay. There you go. Using uh, It now works under Netscape and CompuServe. It... No, I've only tested it mosaic. Under, under Mosaic, sorry. CompuServe Mosaic. So you haven't tested under Netscape? No. Oh dear. I don't know if it works properly under Netscape with progressive image loading. Okay. Oh well. Somebody could try it and let us know. That sounds great. Alright, I'm done now, I'm bored. Bye-bye. So am I. Bye.